We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church and our podcast, and we're looking forward to what this day has to offer. It is a huge day in the life of the church as we have our children's programs during the 815 and the 1030 service today. And if you have time and you want to come, it's not too late to come on and join us in a uh, live service today. Uh, They'll also be available on our Facebook page as well. But we want to also invite you to our Christmas cantata. That is tonight as well. We'll start with some finger foods at 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall. And then we will have the actual cantata at 7 o'clock in the sanctuary. And we'd love to have you in, in person, but... We will also have that available on Facebook Live as well. So at this time, we're going to start with a word of prayer. Again, we're glad you joined us on this podcast for this service and the message and the singing. But at this time, we will go to our Lord in prayer as we begin. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to be able to come together and to have this time of worship in this setting. Lord, I thank you for each person that may tune in today or throughout this week, and that you will give a sense of comfort and joy to them. Lord, use this time in a powerful way as we hear these songs and also... Hear your word proclaimed. We love you and we thank you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. So today our sermon scripture is going to be focused on Luke chapter 1 verses 39 through 45. And we welcome you now to part 3 of our series on spiritual essentials. We've already talked about wonder and affection 
And today, the focus is going to be on humility. Have you ever celebrated a holiday named Mimas instead of Christmas? You may have never thought about it that way, but some people observe it every December 25th because the Christ of Christmas has been replaced by a me-centered view. If we're not careful, this season becomes all about us, our schedule, our diets, our budgets, our wish list, our time off, our vacation, our parking space, our gifts to enjoy or return. Too much of that, and I think you can guess that the term Mimas comes into full throttle. But in a sense, of course, Christmas is all about us. Our Lord loved us, was born and lived on earth for us, died to forgive us of our sins, and rose to give us everlasting life. Christmas is the celebration of what Jesus did for us. But in return, we should make it all about Him, loving Him, serving Him, praising Him, and honoring Him through an attitude of humility. Everything about Jesus is humility, and even before He entered the world in a manger, Elizabeth and Mary showed how humility is lived out. May we do likewise. Now let us look at this scripture today, again coming to us from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises He made to her. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What a scripture to read. And on this third Sunday of Advent, we focus on the word joy. There's plenty of joy to go around. But humility was connected as well. And I want us to see how that unfolded in this scripture that we just read. After Mary was told she was going to be the mother of the Messiah, she felt she needed to get away from the ridicule she was getting from the people in the community that didn't understand God's divine plan to use her as a virgin to bring the Messiah into this world. So she went to see her relative Elizabeth, who had some some amazing news to share as well. Elizabeth was already six months pregnant with little John, and we know as John the Baptist. 
But when Mary arrived, instead of Elizabeth greeting Mary with, you're never going to believe what's happened to me, and going on and on about herself and all of these years of not being able to have a baby and finally being given the glorious chance, that's not what we read. Instead, notice what she did. She just went on and on and on about Mary being blessed to be the mother of such a special child. Now, there's no doubt that the greeting Mary gave didn't consist of, guess what? I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah. Even though we don't have full record of what that greeting was, I have to believe that it was something similar to Elizabeth. It's Mary. I came to see you. Or something of that nature. But it's in that greeting and her walking into that home is when the Holy Spirit got a hold of John and caused him to do a somersault inside of Elizabeth's belly. Can you just picture that? Especially the mothers that have had children and uh, had the aerobics class going on in your stomach. Can I can't imagine that, but I hope that you can get that picture. But it's also when the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth. And what we have in the remainder of this scripture is evidence of what occurred and how the Holy Spirit gave Elizabeth that knowledge of what was taking place through Mary and who was soon to be born through her. But also notice something else. Elizabeth had a great joy herself, but she was humbled to be in the presence of the Messiah, even though he was still in Mary's tummy. See how joy and humility should go together? That's a lesson for all of us. Even when amazing things have happened from the Lord, we still need to be careful to not be perceived as prideful, but instead to remain humble. We know we need humility, and at times we have it, but why is it we can't be as consistent with humility for long lengths of time? And the Lord revealed to me that one of the reasons is that we take our eyes off the Savior and onto ourselves. An example of this can be found in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. And this is the scripture of Jesus walking on the water and Peter walking on it for a short time as well. I want us to hear Matthew 14, verse 29 and 30. encourage you to read all of it, but just hear for the context today, verse 29 and 30. Peter replied, verse 28 actually to start with, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened and he began to sink and he shouted, Lord, rescue me. 
So we see that Peter took his eyes off Christ after those first few steps when he looked at the strong winds and the waves instead of Jesus and he began to sink. We try to search out evidences of our own goodness and think we can handle this situation without our Lord because we think we know what is best. But the moment we take our eyes off the Lord is the moment that pride slips in. I think we've all had this to happen at times. We've all got to allow God to change our perspective of who we are and whose we are in all our encounters in life. And when our focus is on God, we won't have time to focus on ourselves. And a likely place when pride can wreak havoc is when we get comfortable in our positions that we have in life, whether it is in our homes, at school, our workplace, even our church. Maybe it's with our friends or wherever. And there's a greater tendency to take our eyes off who got us to that place. And that, of course, is our Lord Jesus. There is also a verse that explains what we need to do when our eyes do try to veer off the prize of our Lord. And that is from James chapter 4, verse 10. It says, To humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Humbling ourselves means recognizing that our worth comes from God alone. To be humble involves working with His power according to His guidance, not with our own independent effort. To be humble doesn't mean you're a doormat and you'll be walked over constantly, but it does mean your expressions and words will come more from our Lord and not ourselves. And when we fulfill that verse, our Lord says that He will lift us up and fill us with joy along the way. But in order for that to happen, we need to get a clear definition of what joy really is. I'd encourage you, if you have a pen or pencil, to jot three words down. And you'll see a unique definition of joy in the same way that joy is explained from this verse in James. Write straight down a piece of paper, Jesus, others, and yourself. I'll repeat that. Write down Jesus on one line, others on another line, and yourself. And what do you see from up to down? You have joy. Sadly, people regularly have a misunderstanding of what joy is. But if we get these three items in the right order... We're going to find the real joy our Lord wants us to have each day of our life, not just in this Christmas season. But don't forget, the key ingredient to experiencing joy is found in humility. As we've talked about today with Elizabeth and Mary's encounter with one another, 
as a prime example of what humility looks like. Realize this is a learning experience every day for each of us and may we continue to improve on this subject consistently. And if we do, we've got the recipe for true humility in this season. And that's an essential way to celebrate this Christmas season instead of it having the potential of being another memus. Let us pray. Lord God, as we come before you today, we are thankful for all you do in and through us. Help us to be able to see the importance of keeping joy and humility intertwined. For us to know why we have what we have and make sure that people know it too. Lord, help us to find that balance just like Mary and Elizabeth did. Help us to be able to share our joys, but also to be careful to make sure that we have you as first priority and then others and then ourselves. God, we love you. We thank you. And we pray that you will continue to work in and through us in all the days to come. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.
long in the Savior's love through the storm He is Lord Lord Thank mm-hmm. you.